0: Last week, if you weren't here, uh, a, new, a new series that will lead us through Easter called The Genius of Jesus. And we often at this season talk about the cross of Christ, and we should, and, and we celebrate that. And, and Easter is, is a celebration of the death and burial and resurrection of Christ. And we talk about the compassion that Jesus had, and, and we do that Palm Sunday. We'll take communion again as a church family. It'll be a powerful moment. we will be a very, very special time. Of communion together and the compassion of Christ. And we should. But we said last week, and I just want to reiterate to you why this series is so important, is that Jesus has competency as well. Not just the cross, not just his compassion, but there's genius to this teacher that can change every area of your life. There's something that we're, we're going to look to his teachings and, and, and the miracles of Christ. And last week was kind of a foundation week. We talked about why he can be trusted, why you can trust the words of Christ, that they're simple. They're, they're, you know, some people try to. You ever heard the phrase, they're so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good? You know what I'm talking about? That there's just, there's just so much depth to them, but there's but there's really not. They, they masquerade spiritual depth as a reason to be spiritually lazy. I told you to buckle up. And and, 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 and and they think, well, if that's not deep, that's why I gave you the Greek definition of dinner parties. So that some of you would believe it was spiritual enough that you'd actually come tonight. Because we look for depth, but we, what we don't realize is that Jesus has competency in our lives. That there's just some simple message sometimes. That love your neighbor as yourself really means love your neighbor as yourself. And, and so we, we said it's simple. And we said it had authority. Jesus had authority. Not, not authority like you're bad and, 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 and browbeating you. And as a matter of fact, by the way, you're not in a church that believes it that way. Uh, we're never gonna, I'm never going to browbeat you into doing anything or point my finger at you tell you how bad you are, how terrible you are. You're in a church today that will lift your heart, that you'll leave out of here with your spirit lifted and, and, and feeling better. But it doesn't mean Jesus doesn't have authority. Authority means he has mastery of every subject of your life, that he knows he's an authority on, on, on the issues of my life. And, and then we said that, that he's truth. He, he doesn't just tell me the truth. John says he is the truth way, and the life, and that He knows every area of my life, and that Christianity is more than your acceptance into heaven, that Christianity, what if it was about your advancement on the earth? Now, obviously, the big question you got to get settled is, where do you spend eternity with God? That's obvious. I'm not minimizing that today. But what if you could surrender your whole life to Christ, that you could live the abundant life that John 10.10 10 said is promised to you? That you don't just have to struggle in your marriage and barely get by. Is anybody awake? Say amen. That you don't just have to struggle in finances. That you don't have to struggle with anxiety and fear and worry and don't know and doubt and who and when. and Raising kids. What if Jesus was a genius about every area of your life, not just the afterlife? What if he came to, to, to fix every area of your life, not just get you into heaven? What if Christianity wasn't just your get out of hell free card? What if it was give you an abundant life card? What if it was something that could fix your Tuesday and your Wednesday and your workplace and your children and your, your spouse? Come on, everybody. What, what, what if there's genius to Jesus? And I think there is. And, and I want to dive into that today. So last week we talked about His words and why we can trust Him. Today I want to give you a story. I want, I, want to, I want to jump right into a story of the New Testament, and it's found in the Gospel of John. If you're new to the Bible, John is an interesting gospel, the last of the four gospels that, that are narrative about the life of Christ. But John would talk more about the divinity of Christ than any other gospel writer. As a matter of fact, John opens up his gospel by saying, In the beginning, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then 14 verses later, he says, The Word became flesh. God became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That the genius of Jesus is that He was God come to us. Amen to that. Do you believe that? That that he's more than a good teacher, that he's more than a good rabbi, that he's more than a prophet, but that he's God come to us. Say amen to that. And so John would tell stories differently than Matthew, Mark, and Luke would. Matthew, Mark, and Luke would include details that John wouldn't, but John would include the way it made him feel. Anybody know a feeler? Come on, somebody. If John was alive today, he would watch Hallmark movies. If John were alive today, he would journal. i just journal, just journal about Jesus. I just want to journal what he's saying to me right now. And Matthew's like, I ain't journaling, brother. I got work to do. You know what I'm saying? But John would talk about how he felt about a situation. And so it's interesting to read the stories of Jesus in John's gospel. And if you're new to the Bible, I would encourage you, if you haven't started anywhere in the Bible, start in the gospel of John. It's a great, great passage. And I want to start there if you have your Bibles in John 5 today. Not normal for me to read. A passage this long, so uh, buckle up for this. And there's a couple of places I want you to underline and take note of. And we'll come back to them. John 5 opens this way. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Let me pause here and say, I love that even Jesus goes to church. (laughs) Anyway, that was for the first service. Uh, 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 Jesus goes to church, and, and there is in Jerusalem, underline this in your Bible, near the sheep gate... Literally, that was in his capital, that was the name of the gate into the city, a pool. Bad translation, but, but we'll get there. A body of water, which in Aramaic, the name of the pool outside of the sheep gate was, was Bethesda. By the way, that word in Aramaic, when you translate it, it means house of mercy. House of mercy. House. Churches should always be the house of mercy. Should never be the house of judgment. Should never be the house of guilt. Should never be the house of shame. When you come to City Hills, it's always going to be the house of mercy. Say amen to that, everybody. So it goes there, and, and and which is surrounded by. So this pool outside of the sheep gate is surrounded by, underline this, five covered colonnades, super important. Five covered I want you to get in your mind. There's a giant gate over here, and and, and downhill from the gate is a pool of water, and around that pool of water are five Romanesque columns covered out over the pool, colonnades. Five of them, super important. And here, a underline this, great number of disabled people used to lie there. The blind, see how John tells it in the, in, in the past. They used to lie there. I love this about John. The blind, the lame, the paralyzed, they would all gather around this pool of Bethesda where, where there were five colonnades around there, a great number of them. And one who was there had been there 38 years, and he was invalid. His body wasn't functioning. It wasn't working correctly, and it hadn't worked correctly for 38 years. He is invalid. Better translation, he's a paraplegic. He can't move his arms. He can't move his body. He can't move his legs. He can't move his feet. He's just laying on a mat by the pool of Bethesda, With a great number of people around him. And when Jesus saw him lying there, he learned that he had been in this condition for a long time. I love this. Because Jesus asks around, who's the worst case here? Tell me who the guy with the biggest problem is here. Let me pause here and tell you the thing I love about Jesus and this church is this is not a place for people who have it all together. This is a place for people who are broken and don't have it all together. This is not the church for perfect people. Just so you know, if you're looking for where all the religious people are, I know, and I'll tell you in private, but they're not here. This is the church for people who don't have it all together. And when Jesus came into Bethesda, He didn't just look for the person with a headache. Oh God, I know what's coming. That's why I'm so excited to preach it to you. He didn't just look for somebody with a a small toe ache. Most people believe Jesus can heal my headache. That's okay, but he can't heal cancer. Jesus can take care of this. You know, Jesus could give me $100 in the mail, but he can't pay off my house. Jesus can do He can work this out. You know, maybe I'll keep my job, but I'll never be able to own my own business. Jesus said, find me the worst one here who's been here the longest. That's the one I want. And he finds the man there had been asking there, and he asked. I think this is funny. Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? Now. Thank God I didn't live in this time because I'm a little sarcastic, a little bit. And I probably would have responded, no, I'm good. (laughs) You know, like, what do you think, man? I'm laying here. I can't move. I haven't moved in 38 years. We don't know how old he was, by the way. He could have been 60 and had a tragic accident. He could have been 38 years old and his mother dropped him off there. this was in, in the time it was very as a matter of fact, there are parts of the world where it's still uh, uh, customary that if a child's born with a disability, they just literally abandon them to the street and, 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 they're, and they're, they're there for themselves. Maybe that's what happened to them. but he's there and, and now and now Jesus walks in and he says, "Do you want to get well and, and sir?" the invalid replied, "I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred." I'll, I'll teach you that in a moment. While I'm trying to get in. Somebody else goes in ahead of me, and they get in the water first. And then Jesus said to him, here's the miracle, get up, pick up your mat, important, and walk. And at once, the miracle happens. Jesus, Jesus he gets up, he's completely cured, and he picks up his mat, underline that in your Bible, and he walked. And I had, I've preached this passage countless times in my ministry, but I have always stopped before the last part of verse 9. It's actually, if you look in your Bible, you'll see it's kind of it, it, there's a comma and then it's it, it's a next it's kind of the next line down. It's the same verse though, and it says this: the day on which this took place was the Sabbath. This is the Sabbath day, and Jesus heals this man. Let me let me teach you a couple of things from this passage. The first is this. When I see you and when people see you, they see a crowd. I see hundreds of people who call this church home. I I try every time I preach to you to give you a, a, a something that you can you can t- take home. You, you know, I, I try I mean I'm preaching about relationships and I realize that there are people here from all kinds of different relationships. Your first marriage, your second marriage. Uh, there's divorce, there's 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 problems, there's separation, there's his kids and her kids and blended families and and, and people who are trying to get married, single people, ugly people, come on. People who are just, just looking for somebody to take me out. You know what I mean? Like, there's all kinds of people. So I try to preach as broadly as I can to you so that the majority of you can come home with a principle. Does that make sense to you? But when Jesus looks at a crowd, he doesn't see the crowd. He sees the one. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't look at all. The Bible says there was a great number of sick people, blind people, lame people around the pool of Bethesda. But Jesus doesn't see the crowd of problems. He sees the exact circumference around your life. The the, the circumference wherewith all of your circumstances inside of that circle. And Jesus zeroes in on you. Aren't you thankful when you come to church that I may preach to everybody else, but Jesus sees you right where you are. He sees everything about you. He knows every problem in your life today. You're not just a face in the crowd. You're not just here by happenstance. Your friend brought you and you think that's why you're here. That's not why you're here. It's because God set up an arrangement for you to hear the message I have to bring to you today. It has nothing to do with everybody else it has everything to do with you come on shout amen to that that god looks at the one he looks at that one find me the worst case in here that's the one I, I want how many of you were not perfect you're the worst case in here come on everybody like that's me paul said i'm the chief of sinners y'all don't even know y'all just think you know how bad i was in college y'all don't know nobody knows what me like jesus knows me and and and, and he said i want I want the worst one. The genius of Jesus is that He reaches for one. That He cares for one. That He lifts the one. That, 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 that He doesn't just... That, that you, you think, man, I don't know if I can pray about this. God's too busy. Look at my eyes. God can do everything simultaneously. Hear every prayer, answer every prayer, work every miracle. He's not just interested in the world. He's interested in you. In the one. In the one person. any He... And he, and he Finds his way through the crowd and he says, give me the worst one. Let me pause here and remind you that the worst one is always welcome in this church. If you're here today and you're thinking, I don't even know if I fit. All of these people look like they have it together. All these people on the stage look like they have it together. That good looking short guy looks like he's got it together. That's me. Looks like he's got it together. (laughs) Everything just seems to be, look into my eyes. This church was never built for people that have it all together. If you have it all together, you better be on the Dream Team serving. Because we need more help for people who don't have it all together This is for people who say I'm the worst one of the bunch I, I, Listen, I've been here 38 years And I've never found a church family who loved me like this one Let this be the church family who radically takes you right where you are But Jesus loves you enough to find you right where you are And not leave you where you are God, I wish I could preach this like I feel it. He, he doesn't leave you in your mass. He says, I want to go to that one person who has all of those problems. Give me that one. Give, give, give me the worst case in here. And, 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 and so he asked the invalid, the, the, the paraplegic, would you like to be made whole? And the paraplegic tells him a story. It's interesting to me when God asks a question how someone has to explain it to him. Well, God, you've never heard this before, but let me try to break it down. You see, I married an idiot, and and so now our marriage is. You know what I mean? You ever know anybody like that? God, I'd I'd like to break. God, you've probably never heard this, but my parents were terrible, and 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 I was raised in an awful home, and I'm trying to break this down for you. God, this is too big for you. I know this is hard for you, God, but let me try to break this down. Here's what's going on. There's a pool there. And 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 I don't know how this happened. And so in my head, I, I just. This is the way I see it but the Bible said the angel of the Lord would come down and would tr- by the way every time you see angel of the Lord in the Bible it's it's a theophany it's actually God himself and and any he, any he, and he troubles the water and in my head it's like a like a jacuzzi you know what how you, know how you turn the jets on anybody else when we go when we go somewhere when we go to a hotel or, or, or a place like that brandy Brandy won't go to the hot tub with me she says I'm boiling in other people's filth you know what I mean but I like it I, you're never gonna be able to do it again, are you? <laughs> but, but I, I like I like a hot tub. I, I and, and I like just as hot as you can make it. And I like all the bubbles all around. And in my head, that's what this pool is. There's just there's foam on the top, and it's jet jacuzzis. And the first person I don't don't ask me about the system. Don't don't ask me why this is what God chose. But the first person who gets in the water when the water starts bubbling up is healed. There was no set time for it. It wasn't on a timer to go on every night. It wasn't some electronic button that God pushed in heaven. It's just at a certain time. The water was troubled, and the first person of all of the sick people around the pool got in the water, and they were healed. If you were the first to get in, you were there. And Jesus walks into this system that was stacked against the paraplegic. Do you hear me? Say amen. This whole system is rigged so that you got to be the first one in. The problem with that is my legs don't work. I can't be the first one in because I can't elbow somebody. I'm little, but I'm scrappy. You know what I'm talking about? Where's all my short people? at? Come on, Brandon, don't lie about that. We're dangerous. You know what I'm talking about? Me and Brandon, we're wild. Somebody else may be taller, but you get me on your back, I'll claw your eyes out. You know what I'm saying? That's the way. I know Brandon's that way. We're just scrappy like that. I can do it, but my legs don't work. And my arms don't work. And my hands don't work. (laughs) God, I'm dysfunctional and nothing is working, and now I can't get in the pool. The system's broken. Jesus walks into this situation. And the thing I love about the genius of Jesus is Jesus isn't just the escape plan out of this world. He's an expert in this world. He's not just your get out of, out of hell free card. He's the expert that understands how things work and the system works. The thing about an expert, what makes an expert an expert is that they know how stuff works. Do you know anybody who likes to tear stuff apart and put it back together? Where are you at? Where, anybody just uh, handy? They just know how stuff works. Raise your hand. Where are you at? I need to identify you because i got a leaky thing going on. Okay. At the house. Expect a call. I'm not handy. I got two hands, neither one of them work, Conrad. I don't know how to do anything. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm just I just don't I don't I'm just not handy like that. But I like to pretend I'm an expert, and so, and I can look like an expert in anything as long as it's working. As long as my car my truck is running, I like to go out and talk about my 5.0 liter, my big you know my big Ford truck I got there. It's got tor- you know torques and 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 yada yada and you know think flux capacitors and whatnots and. The problem is, the problem is, Mark, when my truck breaks down, now suddenly all I know how to do is put gas in it, and I don't know anything else. Pass, check the gas, I'm out. Your boy's not an expert. Because an expert is only an expert if they know how to fix it when it's broken. If they know how to fix it when it's broken. If they walk in and see the situation and it's all together, you don't need an expert, you need me. But if something is broken, I need an expert who knows how to fix things. Put them back together. Take the pieces that are torn all apart and they see the finished product put back together. Are you with me? Say amen to that. I went to the doctor a couple of years ago because I had lower back pain. It probably has nothing to do with what's going on in this area. And so I went (laughs) to that Anyways, and so I went to the physical therapist, and he mentioned uh, the weight uh, that was pulling on the front area. I said, don't worry about that, brother. You know what I'm saying? You went to 12 years to tell me I'm fat. That's what you went to? That's what med school is all about? Okay fix my back and so and so and, and so he start and we start this physical therapy routine I go to the chiropractor and, and we start this routine and he's stretching me this way anybody go to the chiropractor I love it I love it and and, 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 and he's and, and you know elbow in here and knees up here and they're just Chinese contortion magicians you know what I'm saying they're just amazing it's just the stuff they do and the and and, and we're just and we're all over right here. And I would walk out of the chiropractor and I would feel amazing for a couple of days. And while he was twisting me around and working and all of that stuff, and do, he was saying out loud, Now Mitch, if you'll stretch this way, if you'll move this way, and I think this is my football pose, if you'll move this way and you'll, stre- and, and, and you'll turn your hips this way and, and you'll lie in bed on your back and you'll, and you'll put your legs in, then it'll work. But I'm not listening to the doctor while I'm paying you to fix me. I'm paying you, Joker, to fix me. I want to leave here feeling better. It only matters when I get home and I'm broken again and now I didn't listen to the expert. And I meet a lot of Christians who come to church and get inspired. And you hear how it works. And you get out of here and you feel better. Man, I can do this. Our marriage can work. My finances can work. Our business can work. I got joy back. My head's lifted up. I'm coming out of here. And it works for a couple of days until you realize you didn't listen to the expert about how to fix what was wrong in your life. You don't know how to stretch at home. You don't know how to stretch your faith. You don't know how to stretch your prayer life. You don't know how to read the Bible. You don't know how to pray that God would move in your life. You don't know how to surround yourself with the right friends. And so you're broken again. You only need an expert to know how to fix it when it's broke. And Jesus walks in to this brokenness. Now listen, write this down. If you don't know what's causing the dysfunction of your life, you will know how to fix it. If you don't know what's causing the dysfunction. If you don't know the system that's broken. And when he asks the invalid, this is so interesting to me. Would you like to be well? The invalid doesn't tell him how he got paralyzed. The invalid doesn't say, I was in a car crash. We were 14 years old. I was in the back seat. I didn't have any seatbelt on. My mother hit the brakes. I went through the front windshield. It paralyzed me from the neck down. He never tells about his problem. The invalid starts talking about the system. Well, Jesus, you see, there's a system that's happening here. that The the water's troubled. And when the water is troubled, the first one in gets healed. Interesting to me that you tell God the answer. The water is troubled and, and, and people get healed. The problem is, I don't have nobody to pick me up nobody's around the system he knew what was causing the dysfunction of his life and he didn't know how to fix it but he felt like I I found an expert (laughs) I found somebody who put me together I found somebody who knows what's going on in my life and let me tell you without apology look into my eyes not only does the doctor know how to fix my back not only does my mechanic know how to fix my truck but Jesus knows the secret parts of your life and he knows how to put back together the things that you broke he knows how to put together the things that when the dysfunction comes in and nothing is functioning. You understand what I'm telling you? Nothing is functioning. Our marriage isn't functioning. I'm not sleeping at night because of anxiety. I'm addicted to prescription medicine. I'm not. I, I can't get out of this this cycle of alcoholism. I'm, I I don't know what. I'm not functioning. Our marriage isn't functioning. My peace is gone. I have no joy. I can't sleep. It's amazing what happens when I get all dysfunctional. Nothing's working in me. And and this man now realizes I'm. I'm stuck in my life. I'm stuck in this situation. But I think the expert just walked into this situation. And Jesus walks into John 5. I told you I'm getting wild. Are you all ready? All right. Jesus walks into John 5. And, 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 and he said nothing is working right here nobody's working, Uh, all, 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 all of this stuff isn't working, there are times in your life, listen, you can look at me with that churchy look you got, I perfected churchy looks, I know churchy looks, you can look at me like, I don't know what you're talking about, Pastor, we're doing fine right now, I'm in a Bible study, I'm studying the book of Romans, it's amazing, God's speaking to me really clearly right now, but I know that your marriage is broken and you're sleeping in separate bedrooms, you can look at me all you want to, but five minutes following you, you realize everything's not working right. There's something in your life you're going to have to get to the point where you, where you throw your hands in the air and you say, this isn't working. This isn't working anymore. I've tried this. This isn't working anymore. We've gone through five different jobs. It isn't working anymore. We've moved three times. It isn't working. We 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 we've, we we've dated. We've been broken up. We've dated. We bre- this isn't working anymore. Uh, two two marriages down. This isn't working anymore. There's something wrong. I've tried every prescription for my anxiety. I can. I still can't get over the feeling in my chest. This isn't working anymore. There's something in your life that somebody. needs. If I were to follow you around, that you you finally realize and are honest with God and say, God, this thing isn't working. It isn't working. Look at your neighbor in the eye and say, this ain't working no more. This ain't working anymore. This ain't working anymore. Come on, look him in the eye. Some of you are still rebellious. I cannot ever figure out how you want me to help you if you can't do what I ask you to do. This isn't working anymore. It isn't working. It isn't working. I've read every book that I know how to read. It isn't working. I've gone to every counseling session. You need to go. It isn't working. I'm on every prescription they gave me. It isn't working. We're doing the best we can. It isn't working. I'm saving all the money I know. It isn't working. You know why? Because you haven't gone to the expert. Who knows how it broke. And Jesus walks in to this brokenness. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's your relationships. Maybe it's your friendships. Maybe it's your thought life. Maybe it's your habits. The genius of Jesus is, listen to me,
1: is that he knit me
0: together. In my mother's womb, Psalms 139 says. He saw me in, before I was ever formed in my mother. And then He formed me together in my mother's womb. You were not a, a random selection of cells. Time and chance didn't happen to you. You're not a result of a big bang. None of that happened. God formed you. He saw you. He knew you. He created you. He knit you together. And Psalms 139 says. He's got a book where every day of my life is written before one of them came to be. And so if God knows everything about about you and he does and if God put you together and he did and if God's got a plan for your life and he does why would you go anywhere else than the expert when it's broken in my life when the pieces are everywhere why would you go anywhere else but Jesus and say Jesus I broke it put it back together Are you awake? Say, man, I broke it. Put it back together. The man says it's broken. Put it back together. The pool is broken. The system is broken. My legs are broken. I don't know what to do about any of this. And Jesus goes to work. Jesus goes to work. Now, this isn't just any pool. I don't think pool is the right even explanation for this. This is a body of water that is downhill from the sheep gate. Are you following me on this? Any fun? Mark, what happens downhill from the goats at Minahan Ranch? Come on, everybody. If there's a pool of water down there, that water's not a pool. You don't understand what I'm trying to say. Nobody gives it four stars on TripAdvisor to go hang out at that pool. It's full of terribleness. It's awful. And not only is it awful... Not only is, it the, is, is the pool bad, but everybody I'm sitting around is broken and sick. It's the colony of the crippled. They got nowhere else to go. Everybody put them out of their homes. Everybody told them you got to go live with all the other crippled people. You got to go over there where everybody else is broken. People who, are, who have infirmities, who are limited by their location. I can't even get out of this situation. Oh I don't even know how to get out of here. I was born into this neighborhood. I don't know how to get out. I was born by this pool. I don't know how to get out. We were born into alcoholism. My daddy was an alcoholic I don't know how to get out we were born into abuse my mother beat us I don't know how to get out that's why I hit my kids we were born into a bad temper my grandfather yelled punched holes in the wall my daddy yelled punched holes in the wall I don't know how to get out I was born by this pool and everybody around it is crippled everybody in this system is broken and the more I look around the more hopeless I feel I can't get in the pool I got no legs that work my arms don't work and everybody around me is broken And Jesus walks in to the dirtiness of this situation. Would you write this at the top of your notes? This is a job for Jesus. That thing you got in your mind that I'm preaching to you about, the marriage that's hurting, that you can't seem to get past, the infidelity. This is a job for Jesus. The addiction that you've tried over and over and over again to get out of, and you'll do good for three months, and then you fall back again. And you'll kick the habit for a year, and then you'll have a bad day. that, that, That thing where you go to counseling over and over, and you just can't seem to get, this is a job for Jesus. This is a job for Jesus. This is a job for Jesus. He walks in to all of this brokenness. Nobody else can fix this. The system's broke. The people are broken. The pool's nasty. Nobody can fix this. This is a job for the expert. And the reason I preach to you so passionately is because I know how broken your lives are. Because mine is just as broken. And I know how to fix it when it's working well. But I don't know how to fix it when it's broke. I meet people all the time who say, Pastor, I can set this down anytime I want to. Then why haven't you? Because you can't fix you. Pastor, we're going to make it. We're going to do okay. Then why aren't you? Because you can't fix you. Pastor, we're going to get together. We're going we're to get it together. We're going to work it out. No, why haven't you? Because you're not the expert. You know, you, you're the expert when everything's working well. But when it's broken, you need somebody else to walk into this brokenness and say, tell me, how to, to, to tell me how to fix it. This is a job for Jesus. Write three things down. I didn't put them in your notes, but write this down. The invalid had a situation. Would you write down situation in your notes? He had a situation, I'm, I'm paralyzed, I'm broken, I don't know what to do. I have no one to help me get in the pool. I, it, it worked. Somebody gets in before me every time. I meet people all the time. Every situation has an excuse, by the way. If I was just born with that family, if I was just born over there, if we'd have had more money, if I'd have had more college, if I'd have had the right education, if I was raised in the right neighborhood, if I was raised in the right parents, if we would have been born at a different time, if everything would have, everybody's got an excuse. If I could sing like them, if I could could talk like them, if I just had the opportunities they had, then my life wouldn't be where it is. Everybody's got a situation, and every situation has an excuse. I just can't get in the water. Somebody always gets in there before me. Write The second thing down, he had a situation and he had a squad. Everybody around him was, was crippled. Everybody around him was sick. Everybody around him was broken. You know it's so crazy to me how broken people always hang around other broken people. If you're broken, you don't need other broken people. You need somebody who's got it together. You know what I'm saying? If I'm around the pool and I can't get in the pool, I don't need a four foot eleven little something trying to lift me up. Jason, stand up. I need somebody with guns like that right there. Come on, show them. I need I need somebody strong to get me out. If your marriage is broken, why would you hang around other people whose marriages are struggling? If you're broken, your finances are broken. Why would you hang around other broke people whose marriages are broken. The reason you need a church family is because you need somebody to go, Hey, I don't know how this is working. I don't know what's wrong, but i got to find a different squad. Come on, everybody. i got to find some more people. All of these people are broke just like me. All of these people are sick just like me. It's why you need a connect group. It's why you need to go to a dinner party. Y'all thought i forget. Because I need a new squad. Because my squad's all broken. Write the third thing down. Here's where we're going to land. Write this down. He had a situation. He had excuses. He had a squad. Everybody's sick like me. Everybody's got the same thing I got. And he had a system. Write this down. The system was that the angel of the Lord troubled the water, and the first to be in was healed. Look into my eyes. Come play for him, Henry. Let them think I'm, I'm quitting. I'm not, but make them think it. Look at me. The system was broken. Oh yeah, I got a situation. My marriage is hurting. I got a situation. I'm addicted to sleeping pills. I got a situation. I got a temper that's out of control. I got a situation. I got, I, I, we have diabetes. I have high blood pressure. I got a situation. Oh yeah, that's bad enough. But it's not even my fault. I married the wrong person. My family dynamics, it's always. Everybody's got an excuse. Oh yeah, I got, I got friends. I got the wrong squad. I know I'm going to get better friends, but I know these, these people are my people. But the invalid didn't say I got a problem in my situation. And he didn't blame everybody else. The, the invalid Invalid decides I gotta get to the source of how I've only got a minute with the expert. And the system's broken. The system's against me. Look into my eyes. I got five more minutes. Would you give me five more minutes and let us be late today? Would you? Thank you. For those of you who didn't amen, I'm doing it anyway. It's it's better to amen. Look at me. Most, if not all, of the dysfunction of your life is not the situation and it's not the squad, it's the system. If you keep doing the same thing you've always done, you're going to keep getting that you've always gotten. For 38 years, I've watched this system stacked against me. For 38 years, I've watched the angel come down and trouble the water. And I'm just as paralyzed today as I was 37 years ago, 35 years ago, 25 years ago, last year. The system is broken. And what Jesus wants to heal in your life is not just your situation. He wants to fix your system. Some of you were born into a family who said, we we, we always have this. This is always going to be on us. Some of you were born into a generational curse. You say, Pastor, do you believe it? You bet I do. I've lived under it. You've lived under it. There's some people who were born into alcoholism. Daddy was an alcoholic. Mama was an alcoholic. Granddaddy was an alcoholic. Great-granddaddy was a moonshiner. Every The whole system's broken. I don't have a choice. I was I started drinking when I was 14 years old. I took my first pill when I was 16 years old. My mom was addicted to pills. My daddy was addicted to pills, everybody in my school was addicted to pills, pills are all I know it's not the situation it's the system I got a bad temper. I, I, I lose my temper. I, I, I poke holes in the wall. If you come to my house right now, we hang pictures over the walls so that we can cover up my temper, but it's not my fault. My daddy had a bad temper. I was born into bad temper. Nobody hugged me. Nobody loved me. The system was broken against me. I don't know how to express my feelings. I can't. I push everybody away from me. My mother never told me she loved me. My father never told me he loved me. I was molested by an uncle, so I pushed away three marriages every single time because I don't know how to, to, to receive love from anybody. It's not the situation. It's the system that's broken. And the, the hope that I got to preach to you, the reason I got to preach so passionate, I'll never apologize for this, is because I got to get you out of this system. It's because I know the expert. And the expert walked by. And he walked by the pool of Bethesda. And he said, I get the situation. I see how bad it is. Give me the worst case. I'll fix the whole system. I'll, I'll turn the whole system upside down so that I can get you out. I'll turn your whole family upside down. I'll turn your whole family tree upside down. Every other marriage ended in divorce, yours doesn't have to. Every other person's an alcoholic, you don't have to be. Every other relationship was an abuser, you don't have to be. Every other problem that you had, it came from them. But the system's broken, and I know the expert. I know, I know the one who put me together. I know the one who knit me in my mother's womb. I know the one who's got a plan for my life. Jesus, I can't walk, but the system's broken. Two more minutes. And so Jesus does something crazy. God, I got to preach this. I got to get this out of my heart. John 5 and 9 says this that he was healed. I'll take care of your situation. And he walked. I'll heal your marriage. But what I love about Jesus is I'll do it on the Sabbath. Now, that's, that doesn't make any sense to anybody but a Jew. Because the Jews knew that on the Sabbath day, you couldn't pick up anything that weighed over a certain amount of weight. It was a rule the Pharisees had come up with. Because religion always puts more on you to keep you in the system. And the Pharisees come up with a system where you couldn't lift anything up. And Jesus walks into this and he goes, oh, 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 I can heal you. That's no problem. Oh, I can, I can make your legs work. That's no problem. But i tell you what I want you to do. Turn around and pick up your mat. I can't pick up my mat. The system says I can't. He said, no, 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 Pick up your mat. Because the, the pool of Bethesda, this is the last thing i tell you, The pool of Bethesda, the Bible says, was surrounded by how many colonnades? You don't have to understand numerology to understand what I'm teaching you. Five, every time in the Bible you see the number five, it's the number of grace. It's the number of grace. Every time you see the number five, it's the number of grace. Grace has always surrounded your dirtiest, worst, terrible, broken, no good, dysfunctional, can't seem to get out of it. Can't seem to get past it. Grace has always been there. Grace is always covering the pool of Bethesda. Grace is all the way around you. Your whole life, when you were molested as a 10-year-old, grace was there. When, you, when your parents abandoned you when you were 15, grace was there. When your first husband walked out on you, grace was still there. When you were addicted, you took your first hit, grace was still there. Grace has always surrounded your pool. And Jesus said, hey, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll not only fix your situation, but I'll Flip the whole law on its head, and where law was, grace covers. Come on, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Come on, team. I'm late. I told you I'd be late. Look at me, don't move. Nobody move but our team. They're gonna come sing and worship because nothing invites the presence of the Lord like worship. And some of us need healing, so look into my eyes. Jesus doesn't just want to fix your situation today. He wants to fix the system. He wants to fix that thing that you thought you'd never get rid of, that generational depression that your mother dealt with. He wants to fix the system. He wants to fix the system. That thing you've had 20 years, that thing you've hid from your wife, That thing your kids would be, you'd be humiliated if your kids knew. The system. Jesus, I I, I could tell you what's wrong with me, but i got to be honest with you. I'd rather tell you what's wrong with this system. The system's broken. I can't get in the pool. The, The whole thing's broken. And Jesus says, that's okay. Grace has always been here. I'll turn the law upside down. And today in your life, listen, I... To, 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 to turn turn this a little bit more. I don't have any more voice to preach. Listen to me. Grace is here for you. To lift you up and make you walk again. Make your marriage walk. Make your peace walk. Come on. I'm preaching to people right now. I am on a war path against anxiety. Anxiety is a spiritual enemy of, of the believer. You hear me? You hear what I'm telling you? Anxiety is from hell. It's from hell. And hell sent it to you. So that it would try to keep you in the system. Because you, you're too embarrassed to tell everybody, I'm dealing with depression, so I'll keep you in this system for 15 years of, of crying myself to sleep. I feel that. I, I know it's right. I, 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 nobody else knows what I'm dealing with right now. I, I've, de- I've dealt with this for 10 years, and, and I've got all this anxiety, and the system says, Don't tell anybody about it. You look at me in the eyes. Today, today. Jesus has walked into your life and flipped the whole system on its head and said, I'll take all of that stuff you've been dealing with and you're going to sleep tonight for the first time you've slept all night long and as long as you can remember. And I'm not telling you to get off your medicine. I'm not telling you to not do what the doctor tells you to do. Do what the doctor tells you to do. But I'm telling you, God wants to heal every area of your life now. Now. Close your eyes. In a moment of honesty, would you just be honest and say, Pastor, I am broken. I got a situation that's broken. We got a situation that we can't get out of. I got a situation in my life. I'm in the wrong squad. I'm hanging around other broken people. Nobody's encouraging me. I got no life-giving relationships. I'm not in a church family. I come to church here, but this really... I hadn't gone all in. I got... But really, the system's broken. I was born into poverty, and I always feel like I can't get ahead. I I was born with depression, and, and, and my mother and my father... I was born into a system. I've been married to someone who puts me down for 25 years... The system's broken, and I need to get out today if that's you, nobody's looking would you just just as fast as you can get your hand in the air come on, hands up, there they are there they are hands up everywhere ha- literally hands are up everywhere. <laughs> come on, keep them up I see the crowd, but Jesus sees the one I, I see I see hundreds of hands Jesus sees you. He sees your brokenness. He sees your system. He sees the thing that's been broken in you that you've been begging God for forgiveness, begging God to get me out of this, begging God let it end tonight. Let this be the final time that God. I don't even want to wake up wanting that that pill tomorrow, that drink. Tomorrow. I don't even want to wake up. God, deliver me. <laughs> the system's broken. And he sees the one, and the expert has walked in the room. Not me, not our team, not this church. You don't have to belong to this church for the expert to love you right where you are. But the expert's walked in, and he he knows how to fix it when it's broken. Hall, he asks you today, listen, with your hand up. Come on, keep that hand up boldly. All he says is, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? I just want you to boldly. Everybody's going to pray it, the whole church. We're going to pray this out loud. I want you to pray it from the innermost part of your soul, out loud. Say, dear Jesus, come on, say it again. Dear Jesus, I'm broken. The system's broken. I was born. I was raised. i married. I chose. Whatever happened to me, the system's broken. Depression, addiction, anxiety, relationships, Hurt, mistrust, doubt, fear, diabetes, heart trouble, the system's broken. And today, come on, tell him today, I give you my whole life. I give you every part of me, my past, my family, how I was raised, the divorce, the abortion, the choice, the pills, the prescription, the alcohol, the pornography. I give you my whole life. I give you my anger. I give you my temper. I give you my dreams. I give you our marriage. I give you my children. I give you my grandchildren. I give you the whole system. Thank you for grace. Come on, tell him thank you for grace. It's always covered me. Now in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Get out of here and walk in freedom. Come on, your hands are up. Let me prophesy over you a moment. Just walk in freedom today. Just walk in deliverance today. You're going to have to take that mat. You, Oh, God. oh. There's a mat laid beside you. It's covered in tears. It's covered in sweat. It's covered in blood. You've cried yourself to sleep with it every night. Just roll it up. Just roll up your mat. Roll it up. Roll it up. I don't need this anymore. I I don't need the excuse anymore. I I know I was raised wrong. I know they made bad decisions. I know I made bad choices. I know I said yes when I should have said no. I I know it wasn't my fault. I know my uncle did it. I know my mother said it, but I'm rolling the mat up today. I'm going to put it on my shoulder, and I'm walking out of here free. I'm coming out of here delivered. The system's broken, and I'm giving it to Jesus, and I'm taking my mat with me. And every time I can't remember where he brought me from, I'll look at my mat, and I'll remember what he did. I'll remember how he set me free. I'll remember how he delivered me, saved me, delivered me, gave me freedom, healed me, brought me out. I'll remember what he did.